0: Hey everyone, this is another episode of 81 Points, and in today's episode we go through the NBA midseason Awards. We give our awards for the players that we think are most deserving at this point in the season. Um, The Lakers have played 42 games so far this year. It's been an up and down first half of the season.
1: But you would say overall a success, right?
0: Overall, I, I would say that things are going according to schedule. Yeah. Um. With the exception of injuries, of course. But um, so far, so good. We're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. And uh, we take a step back from all of the Laker talk, the very heavy Lakers talk that we've had so far, and take a look at the NBA as a whole, see um, talk, see what we like, say what we don't like, get into a little discussion about what these awards mean, how, how these awards should be given out. Um, so please sit back and enjoy. Uh, a somewhat lengthy discussion that we have about the 2018 and 19 NBA midseason Awards. So without further ado, here is the latest episode of 81 Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. We're back again. Back at cri- it again. The two Chrises are here. Feeling fresh. I see you got a haircut. Looking good. I did. Looking spry. Good. Looking yeah.
1: spry for this uh, podcast here.
0: It's the midseason. It's the midseason. As we stand right now, the Lakers are 23-19. and 19, So we are officially in the second half of the season. And because we're in the second half of the season, we figured that we would do something different today, take a little break from talking about, um, talking slash complaining about things. Although I think we wind (laughs) up complaining about things, let's be real. But today we wanted to do some mid-season NBA awards, you know, take a, take a bigger picture of what's going on in the NBA. Um. Talk about, you know, the, what we've been seeing, who we've been impressed by, who we haven't been impressed by, um, general impressions on the season so far. Do you have any um, going as going as scripted? Any surprises or?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, some teams doing a lot better um, than I expected. The Raptors in particular, um, the Bucks and then you got teams that are not doing as expected like the Celtics uh you know the Warriors I kind of expected this cuz you know they're a team that won that has won 3 they've been there before so i just feel like they're kind of coasting through the season
0: yeah going for the 3 Pete, uh that that third year is always um a struggle for that team to stay motivated. Yeah. So the record usually isn't as good as the other, the first two years. Yeah. That's what we're seeing right now with the Warriors. Pretty
1: much. I mean, we've lived that with the Lakers and the Shaq Kobe years. So it's pretty par for the course. And even still they're game back from the best record in the West, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: What has been, um, you know, excluding, excluding anything Lakers related, um, for you, what has been like the best, uh, the best story to come out of the first half of the season so far?
1: The best story, um, maybe um, Derek, uh, Derek Rose.
0: Okay, like yeah, that is, seems like the pretty easy answer.
1: Yeah, and he's you know, spoiler alert, he's pretty much my pick for six man of the year. Um, you know, he's shooting an insane, an insane clip f- from three. Um, he added that to his arsenal and he people were kind of writing him off you know this coming into the season and i mean i think rightfully so so i think um yeah he's kind of a the feel good story of the year so far um the nba although his recent you see his recent comment telling people to kill themselves
0: yeah, what was that? I, I caught a glimpse of that, but I didn't really. Yeah, get, uh, I didn't really get the context of what what he that came was from. Was just
1: basically saying to all the haters and people that doubted doubted him or doubt him to go kill themselves.
0: Which wow, is this is very un-Derek Rose like, actually. <laughs> it just
1: you know it's kind of um, unnecessary. That's funny because I, <laughs> I
0: saw I saw a clip of him recently uh spending time with a with a kid battling leukemia telling him to like you gotta push through adversary we all go through tough times you know being yeah. that good role model and now well, he's telling people to yeah. kill themselves
1: and i think you know i mean it's pretty obvious he's he's not saying it literally but it's still just you know in this ultra pc world that we live in now it's just kind of a. it's just not a very i feel like
0: d rose is like maybe one of the few guys that can get away with saying something like that though yeah maybe. like no one's gonna no one's gonna give him a hard time about that yeah like if lebron said that it would it would make national headlines basically <laughs> but <laughs> which is uh, crazy
1: because derrick rose is a former nba mvp you know so
0: yeah so okay so i guess i guess he is your sixth man of the year
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay well, well we'll get there yeah uh yeah so let's go through these awards um I guess it should be.
1: We should go backwards with like sort of the. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. How do you wanna How do you wanna order this? Yeah,
1: we'll just do sort of the, you know, ending with the MVP. You know. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, what, who would be your sixth man?
0: I mean, Derrick Rose is is uh is definitely in contention. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, my sixth man of the year is um. The guy who's pretty much had this award for like the past couple of years. Now Lou Williams. Sweet Lou Williams. Yeah. Mr. Two Girlfriends himself. <laughs> He's got two girlfriends? You don't know the story about him with two girlfriends? No. Oh. What? Well, it's been well documented that um just Google Lou Williams two girlfriends. <laughs> okay. It's been well documented. And I don't I don't know that two it's two girls, in- one Lou? Two girls, one Lou. Yeah, I don't think it's going on anymore. But there was a time when it was very public that Lou Williams had two girlfriends at the same time. And And do
1: they do they know?
0: And they they were and they would be taking pictures together, like on Instagram. Like all three of them. All three of them. What? Yeah, you didn't know about this. Are you
1: sure six man or are you saying he's MVP? Are you sure, Well, <laughs> in the eyes of
0: certain people out there he is the MVP, but um basketball wise okay. I would say I would say he would be my sixth man wow. of the year.
1: You know and he's supposed to be a actually a really decent like rapper too. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. He's supposed to have some bars. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah.
0: he is he a Damian Lillard caliber? He's
1: supposed to be like on par if you know. Yeah.
0: Oh well. So this guy. I guess we'll just, look out for Lou Williams on SoundCloud or something. He's, he's a G. But yeah, Lou Williams. He's averaging, you know, 19 points, three rebounds, five assists, for a team that's surprising a lot of people out there in the Clippers. Uh, yeah. They are currently 24 and 16, fourth in the West. That's like a lot better than I think anybody would have expected at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy. How old is he now? He came into the league straight out of high school. He is now... Um, oh, he
1: was. He did, huh? Yeah.
0: He's now 32 years old. And he he seems like a guy... He has, like, old man game, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, He's I got a like, great handle. I feel like he'll be able to score, like, into his mid-30s. Yeah. You know, kind of like Jamal Crawford, another, you know, former Sixth Man of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that would be my pick for... Sixth man of the year, although D. Rose is, you know, he's up there. I think it's going to be a battle between those two. Yeah. Um, they might give it to Lou because uh, the Clippers are doing better than the, than the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But D. Rose, uh, he is another award winner of mine. Um, okay. A different award, which is a Comeback Player of the Year. Oh, uh, yeah. I give it to Derek Rose, Um, you know, for... For obvious reasons, I think he was, well, okay, so coming into this year, he was pretty much written off, right? Mm -hmm. I think last year he had, he was on the Cavs, actually, last year, Um, and that lasted, um, that didn't last long at all. I think he was, I think he played, (laughs) let's look this up. He played 16 games for the Cavs last year.
1: Well, he also took that hiatus. Remember that?
0: Was was that last year?
1: I think that was last year, yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, he took a hiatus last year. He ended up, uh, so, the 2017-18 season for D-Rose um, looked like this. 25 games played, 8 points a game, uh, 1.4 rebounds, and 1.5 assists a game.
1: And he did not shoot well from the from the field, especially the three. Right. Yeah, he
0: shot twenty three percent from three.
1: Twenty three percent. Yeah.
0: So I don't know what he did over the summer, but he, um, I mean, he put in work because he now he's shooting forty six percent from three. Which is I mean twenty three percent
1: is worse than like Lonzo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why you say Lon- all- you could have said someone else? Lonzo's why always, did you say Lonzo? Lonzo's always the, the he's a litmus <laughs> test, you know.
0: Yeah, but D. having a, a phenomenal year. Um, 49% from the field, shooting 84% from the line. I mean, he's, he, he uh, you know, barring the free throw percentage, he's close to, like, a 50-40-90. Yeah. Um, which is, like, I don't think he was ever known as a three-point shooter, so he definitely added that to his game. He added that late, too, which yeah, is what's late. so impressive. Yeah. Um, he'll probably end up being... The only former MVP in NBA history not to make it to the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, what do you yeah. what, what do you think of his Hall of Fame chances? Pretty pretty not, slim, right? Not good, yeah, yeah. not good. Um, but he, you know, this is a very encouraging sign for um, for him personally this year so far. How it's gone, and uh, he's he's still only thirty years old, and the fact that he's added a shot, I think. Um, Leads me to believe that there's a chance that he can still have a pretty productive career for uh, for a few more years now. So, um,
1: oh, he's definitely. I mean, he, he owes a lot to t- to Thibodeau. I think, you know.
0: You think? Uh, I don't think a lot of. You think he were... was the number? Like, well, I mean, I don't think. I don't think Tibbs helped him like develop his three point shot.
1: Yeah, but I'm I, I'm saying he gave him an opportunity. He yeah, also Gave him a lot of minutes. You know yeah you know like he didn't just take a hiatus he went he was missing you know last year which is crazy you know nobody nobody knew where he was and he just he abandoned the team which was always oh right yeah yeah that did happen which was always why it was such bullshit when uh you know um when isaiah thomas was putting all these people on blast and all these players were putting like kevin love on blast and yet Derrick Rose was like completely missing And he wasn't even there Do you remember that? Everybody was getting singled out in particular Actually not even everybody In particular Kevin Love Because he's such an easy scapegoat Wait singled out by who? By like Isaiah Thomas And just other I think other Cavs players Like Tristan Thompson And guys like that Uh huh They they were blasting Kevin Love You know for For not stepping up You know and not being You know um, Yeah And yet, you know you had guys like like derrick rose who just didn't even he didn't even tell people where he was going isaiah thomas who was actually he wasn't even playing for most of the season you know
0: yeah so derrick rose is um one of those few guys in the nba that doesn't have any social media i don't think yeah like he doesn't have an instagram um i don't think he uses twitter so he's like old school in that sense and uh i guess it makes him uh more inaccessible to people yeah, I mean,
1: I mean he's got a lot of baggage, you know, especially with that, you know, the rape allegations that he
0: I don't even remember that.
1: Yeah, he was he was recently acquitted of all charges, but he was you know, it's yeah, the details are actually kind of it's pretty crazy, but huh. um yeah, he was he was mired in a in a case too. So, I mean, you know, with that and his play on the court, I don't think a lot of teams really wanted to uh to um give him a chance you know
0: yeah but tibbs gave him a chance yeah
1: and his salary i mean i i only know this because we did that salary cap exercise he was only he's only getting paid like 1.5 or something like that you know
0: which is like the veterans minimum yeah right yeah uh okay so actually this year he's getting paid 2.1 million dollars yeah which is i think still like the vet minimum yeah
1: Uh, I mean, he dropped 50 this year, right? I think he dropped 50, so...
0: Wow, I I totally forgot or didn't know about that rape allegation. That kind of changes things, um, changes my perspective on on him. Because he seems like such a... He seems like the guy that everybody roots for.
1: Yeah, and you know... I know? And, you know, completely in his defense... um, it's kind of interesting how your perception changed about him a little bit, but in his defense, he's been acquitted of it, you know. So, yeah, he's been that's true. Innocent, but, yeah, you know, even just having that allegation can be a little alarming, you know. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, he's 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 a guy who's uh who's been who's had a pretty rough journey, you know. So,
0: definitely. I mean, he was. He was headed to the Hall of Fame, like without without oh. question. And then,
1: I mean, his athleticism, right? Yeah. Was just.
0: And then, uh, yeah, he got hurt, and then he kind of went through a downward spiral. Now he's back and looking really good again. So, yeah. um, I don't know. He would he be your comeback player of the year too? I think that's a pretty yeah, easy. I unless think there's so. somebody else that's like yeah. really sticking out.
1: He he would be, I think
0: okay so that takes care of that one um i think we're going to have the same answer on this one most improved player <laughs>
1: um yeah i you know coincidentally the two players that i was deciding between are on the same they're on the same team actually
0: oh let me guess <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure you can they're both guards right yeah okay buddy hilden De'Aaron fox mm-hmm so who did you choose between the two?
1: I'd have to go with De'Aaron Fox because I kind of wrote him off in his rookie year. Yeah. His his numbers were, they they just did not look good at all. So I feel like the improvement that he made was, it's, it was, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's a complete 180, you know? Right. Um, it's to a point where now if you do a redraft, you can make a case that he should go number one. Which is crazy.
0: So I think out of, and you know, obviously like there's like Jason Tatum still in that draft class. But out of that draft class, the 2017 draft class, he probably is having the best sophomore year. Oh, without a doubt. everybody in that class, right? Without
1: a doubt, yeah. Because the guys, also the guys that did really well last year have slumped this year.
0: Except for Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) Except for our boy Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. But yeah, you're talking about you're mostly talking about Jason Tatum and Lonzo
1: Donovan Mitchell.
0: Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yeah, I I would say actually Lonzo's freshman year, his first year. I don't know if it was a complete success. Um,
0: he made all rookie. Yeah,
1: but it was you know it was better than uh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox's rookie year. I felt like yeah. Um. So.
0: So just quickly his numbers this year. Eighteen points a game, uh three and a half rebounds, seven assists, yeah, one point mean, eight steals. Yeah,
1: what were what were his numbers last year?
0: He was averaging twelve and three and four.
1: With with pretty bad percentages though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the guy is shooting thirty eight percent from three this year.
1: Pretty phenomenal.
0: Forty seven percent from the field.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty Pretty amazing. I mean, turnaround. just
0: looking, and when we and we talk about this all the time. The eye test, like he just passes the eye test. Like yeah. when you watch him play, it looks like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It looks like he can control the game. You know, um, we both think that he's a star in the making. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, definitely he's my most improved player. Also, I think there should be some consideration given to. And this might surprise you a little bit, but I, I feel like some consideration should be given to Paul George too for most improved. Cuz that I mean as much as we yeah, lament I mean, over um the flirtations and the 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 redirection that he, he, he <laughs> that he, uh, he, the ghost, bait, he the ghosted bait, us, yeah, man. the ghost, he ghosted the Lakers. The ghosting man. the bait the bait and switch that he pulled on the Lakers um He's he's kind of based on what we've seen so far this year. I feel like he's taken like another step up. Yeah,
1: I, I that is, and I think it's a legitimate argument. But that's crazy because he was already a like a top twenty type of player. So to say that he's up there in the most improved player category would mean that he took another leap, and he did, which is why you know.
0: Yeah, and speaking to that point. Like going from top, a top fifty player to a top forty player is like not as not nearly as dramatic as going from a top ten to a top ten player or a top twenty to a top ten player. Yeah, which I think Paul George has done. Yeah, this year I would say he's. I mean, he's
1: having his best year of his career right now.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, it's not even close.
0: So I think he. I think at at this moment, you would have to say that he is. I mean I think he's borderline top ten in the game right now, but still yeah, that's like massive improvement French. yeah and, massive improvement from where he was um previously
1: yeah, and you know i don't he's he's proven it and i i actually i f like i'm happy for the guy because um like i was like part of the reason why I was so like that is. That was so pissed you know for one obviously he 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 spurned our lakers but i was also like this is such a dumb move i felt like you know to stay with okc that just seemed like they weren't going anywhere you know but in his defense that team is legit you know like no joke i think they have the best squad to beat the warriors in my humble opinion
0: i still think it was a dumb move <laughs> I don't think they're gonna beat the Warriors.
1: I don't know. I think there's. I think they they have a chance. I I mean I think we're we're all still assuming it's gonna be the Warriors, but you know people think the Warriors are just unbeatable. I don't know. It's just whenever I watch them play, I'm always I'm always like, yeah, but they're still. They just seem still so beatable. You know what I mean. I don't know if it's me just being a hater.
0: They still <laughs> just seem
1: so beatable, you know? Like, for example, last year when the Rockets lost to the Warriors, how much of it were you thinking, "Oh yeah, the Warriors came back and beat them," or were you like, "Oh, the Rockets they just they just choked." You know?
0: So, I think I think definitely the Rockets choked, for sure. They not uh, only
1: choked, they also lost a huge player. Chris Paul. Yeah,
0: they they lost a huge player and um they choked on a epic level, like a historical yeah. level. Um And that's I, not
1: just last year, you know what I mean? Like we got previous years where the Warriors have conveniently been able to proceed march through the playoffs because of crucial injuries to to these uh to their opponents, which is you know, people don't really talk about.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, you're so you're you're bringing up two different things here, so the injuries thing definitely I think the Warriors have benefited a lot and you know, one can say that they've gotten lucky in recent years mm-hmm. due to injuries. The choking thing though so let's talk about that for a second. Well, I'm because... I'm
1: saying choking in, in I'm that's one uh incident describing the Rockets, but I'm saying in other uh scenarios that, you know, I think the Warriors just seemed very beatable like even with the okc series where they the 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 thunder almost beat yeah you know they that was such a miraculous comeback that i'm not going to be like oh yeah they can do that every single time you know yeah okc
0: was up 3-1 and they i think their three wins were like all blowout blowout victories at that time yeah and um they choked i mean they they choked away that series too so talking about choking Yeah, you can say that the other teams choked, but I feel like you have to give credit to teams that don't choke. And I think it's very hard for a team not to crumble in those situations. Like that's that's how champions are made, right? It's like yeah, the teams I mean, that don't choke are going to win. Yeah, so you I, have to give them equal amount of credit for, sure, for not for, for not sure. crumbling.
1: And I think it's a testament to also how good they are. They're so talented that it's almost like you really have to be so bad and choke so bad to lose because the talent is so apparent on that squad.
0: Like I could think of a number of, well, the one other, the one choking situation that really comes to mind for me is. um, Oh, I
1: know. Let me try to guess what it is. You know, well,
0: there's two two instances actually. There's
1: one where Steph Curry did this behind the back pass. This careless behind the back pass in game Seven. Against,
0: oh, i wasn't even going there but uh, yeah <laughs> that's a good one right yeah i mean yeah.
1: that's like i don't know if it's so much choking but that's like so just careless
0: so i think people are gonna um there's gonna be like a 30 for 30 about that series one day because yeah. i think it's i think it was pretty um i think it's pretty well known that steph was like hurt yeah, I remember that. During, during that final series. Well, also,
1: I think I- Iguodala was hurt, too. Yeah, he
0: was hurt, too. Um, yeah. But, but back to the choking. So the two, whenever we talk about teams choking in the NBA, like the two examples that I always go back to are um, the 2000 Western Conference Finals. Um, Portland, Portland had a 15-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And and they they basically choked that fourth quarter. That whole game they, they had um They had, they had the, the Lakers, Lakers on the ropes. Yeah, on the ropes.
1: Yeah, I just remember Brian Shaw's
0: banked three. Banked three. Um and then probably the most iconic Kobe Shack uh, play, right? Kobe Shack play. K-L-U. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah. would you say that was um uh where, where would that rank in uh Kobe's career highlight reel?
1: Oh, top 2, top 3.
0: Cuz I feel like um I feel like the buzzer beater against Phoenix is probably his number 1.
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting about Kobe is for a guy who's such a historically quote unquote clutch player and such a you know winner, five rings is is a lot. He doesn't yeah. have this whole like just collection of like just iconic clutch plays or moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's like, even if you were to say number one is the Phoenix buzzer beater. Yeah. That's absolutely a viable like option, but they lost that series.
0: They blew a three, one lead in that <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's hard. I can to... still remember seeing that Tim Thomas. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, like, it's it's hard to kind of put together a he's he was just more of such such a Kobe was such a phenomenal player that he just willed his his team to win overall. But I don't know if like he has a like an amazing highlight package. I think his best
0: package, highlights you know? came uh, earlier in his career. Yeah,
1: like Indiana finals. Yeah, the Indiana Shaq, finals, yeah. the, the
0: Phoenix buzzer beater, the the alley to Shack. Yeah, which is why I always say like. I feel like Kobe Bryant should have retired wearing number eight. Hmm. This whole like eight and 24, like the Lakers giving him two jersey numbers. (laughs) I mean, but were you so Kobe? That's so Kobe though. It is so Kobe. Were you cool with that when you (laughs) when you heard that that was gonna happen?
1: What that they were retiring both numbers? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was fine with it because you know, it it's it's just so Kobe. You know, (laughs) it's.
0: You mean just he's just so extra. <laughs> he's
1: so extra. Yeah. And he, you know, he brought two rings, you know, for us in in 24. So
0: He must be the the first player in NBA history to have two different numbers retired by one team, right? Yeah, I can't and, think of another and, example and just, of that.
1: And how much does he love that? He he must he must revel in that. that, yeah. that factoid, you know.
0: Yeah, because because other players have like had their jersey retired by multiple teams, but I, I don't think there's ever been a player that's had two numbers by the same yeah. team. Because so. it's a,
1: it's it's an odd thing to do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's. I mean, it, even I I'm as, talking about, f- f- from the player's perspective, to change your number in the middle of your career. It's an odd thing to do, and also as an organization, is kind of an odd thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for for that to ever happen again, it <laughs> would just need. It's a not lot gonna. I don't <laughs> think it's
0: gonna happen again. Like <laughs>
1: you would just need a lot of. Yeah. You know, Don should, Luka Doncic basically needs to come to the Lakers about midpoint of his career. Actually, yeah, and then he has to come back <laughs> to the to the Maps with a different jersey. or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. um, um yeah, the, the, the Portland game seven, that was like, that's, that's a, an example of choking that I always go back to. And the other example is the game seven against the Kings. The
1: Kings yeah. You mean when Paja just went from a three point specialist to not even knowing how
0: to shoot the yeah, basketball? Yeah. Him, uh, Doug Christie. Yeah. Um, I remember basically was, everybody not Bibby. named Mike Bibby yeah. was choking like in that game. Um, yeah, I think well, Chris Chris Webber had a, like a monster game that game, but I think he he himself like kind of crumbled a little bit in that overtime.
1: Yeah, I think for me the only guy I feared was Mike Bibby, and then even to a lesser degree, I thought Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson, even Hedo yeah. Hedo, I thought pretty de- oh. pretty decently, but you know it was a Mike Bibby show. Yeah, and I just remember Paige just shooting the basketball and it hit the side of the backboard like it was a three and hit the side of the backboard it was this was like an overtime i think
0: i think he hit the side of the backboard and then i remember he had a corner three that he airballed yeah that's pretty crazy yeah
1: and and this is you know for those of you that are maybe too young to have to remember this this was at home this was the kings were playing at home
0: and and at arco arena which i think at that time was Probably the best home court advantage in the NBA. Yeah,
1: the loudest the loudest arena in the NBA, yeah. Supposedly.
0: I mean you, you heard this you heard how like Shaq retells that that game, right? Did you hear about like what did he say? Did you see um he said that um at, during that game or before that game um tipped off, during the national anthem, uh he would like look at the other at the other team. At the Kings? At the Kings. And then um, during the National Anthem, he caught eyes with Vladi. Mm-hmm. And then when they caught eyes of Vladi, like immediately looked down. And that's when he knew that they had it.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of interesting.
0: So, yeah, I mean, a very talented team. There's a lot of controversy around that series. But, you know, the Kings <laughs> had a chance. They had yeah, a chance. They, they had did. a really good chance, and they choked it away. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to ho- this whole thing about choking... Teams choke like that's just. I yeah. think. I think more I often like than it's, not. I teams feel like choke.
1: it's the uh, the NBA is the one sport where choking is actually a thing. You know, like I don't not, think it's a thing in baseball. I'm not as a, as strong of a proponent of like what choking is in the other like sports. I I do believe in it still. It's just like there's so many other factors that come into play because you know you look at these other. Like football, for example, mm-hmm. um, it's one game. Literally you have to you have to play not only perfectly, but the other team also has to play, you know, not as well as you right. and you know, it's like one game, you could literally have a good game or you can have a bad game and that determines whether you move on. Yeah. Which I think makes a huge difference. The 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 variance is crazy. Baseball, there are so many players on a on a team. There's twenty five players um, on each squad, like forty forty man roster on each on each side, you know. So, um, from moment to moment, yeah, there are like clutch and choking moments, but still, nothing is quite like the NBA. Where, like, just look at the fact that LeBron, he's on this he's on this Laker squad, and he's not like when he's been injured. This team is so bad; it just makes such a each player makes such a huge difference. Which is why I think like when you have a key player like like choking you can see it it's so obvious it's so apparent you uh-huh, know and it's uh-huh. and it's through a seven game series you know what i mean so like these things get repeated like you see it over and over
0: yeah yeah cuz in in basketball it's like more uh just about more than any other sport it's like you follow your leader on the court yeah and it's like if that if that top guy is is not is just not up 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 to fluff with the situation, then, I mean, why, then yeah. everything else is just gonna fall to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um we're we'll probably get back to this topic of choking as we go through this list. Because I, I feel I have a feeling that it's gonna come back um in our in our discussion here. So moving along, who did you choose as well, okay, let's just get this one out of the way. Rookie of the year. I, I think it's Pretty, pretty unanimous,
1: and I'm, 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 I'm feeling myself a little bit for this one because he was my choice for rookie of the year going into, in our uh, preseason. So uh,
0: I don't think, I don't think Luca. If Luca missed the rest of the season, I think he would still win rookie of the year.
1: He's been so phenomenal. Yeah, Um, amazing player. Yeah,
0: he's gonna be an all star.
1: Yeah, he's already third overall in in vote getting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what to say other than the fact that like. I wish he came out a year before, right? You know, when we had a chance to, and I don't even know if he would have drafted. No, so him, that's obviously, the thing. But
0: they, there's no way that we would have <laughs> drafted Luka Doncic if we had like the a top two pick.
1: Yeah, maybe, especially if it was like choosing between Luka versus like let's say a local kid like Lonzo. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think that would have happened. Yeah, um, even this draft. So, so the Lonzo draft, it was. You know, when and we can beat ourselves up all we want about not drafting De'Aaron Fox, but at the time it was pretty unanimous Mm -hmm. that Fultz and Lonzo were the two best players in the draft. Like, if you go back and like listen to all the experts, there was no one that said anything other than those two players.
1: I mean, it was pretty unanimous, even a year before that with Ben Simmons and uh, Ingram. You know, it was a two-player draft there. Yeah, and so. and and
0: so I want to say for this recent draft, I feel like it was pretty unanimous that it was either going to be DeAndre Aiden or Marvin Bag- Bagley. Oh, was it? Yeah,
1: that I don't recall that.
0: Yeah, okay. dude, Bagley was so hyped. Really, like coming out of high school, and I and I still think he could be a good. Yeah, he's pretty I, good. You I, know, I, he's hurt, right? Yeah, he's and I was looking why. at his
1: stats; he could still,
0: you know, he could still blow up. The problem with the problem that they're having with Bagley is that they're trying to like get him and um, Willie Cauley Stein to be able to play together on, on the court at the same time, and that might not be able to work. Yeah, but you know, individually, I think Bagley's still going to be a really good player.
1: Yeah, and he could still be a superstar. I'm just I'm yeah, saying it's totally. possible. It's just it's the unfortunate thing is that ba- uh, Luka Doncic is he's already there. Like he's, I don't know. It's like it's just so obvious that he's going to be amazing. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: So did you um, did you come up with a all rookie first team?
1: No, I didn't, but I feel like I could do it pretty easily.
0: Okay, so I'll I'll just tell I'll just share with you mine, and you okay. tell me if there's anything different that you, anyone you would yeah. swap out. So obviously Luca, yep. Obviously DeAndre Ayton.
1: Yes. Who, by the way, he's having a phenomenal year yeah. too.
0: Low key, low key oh, having man. a great rookie year.
1: Low key having actually like historical rookie like center year. It's. Yeah, he's extremely polished.
0: Yeah, so I I have a I have a three I have three rookies that I think are obvious picks. So those two and and uh, Triple J, okay, Jaron Jackson Jr.
1: That's your boy. He's drafted that guy yeah. in your fantasy. That ring. guy,
0: <laughs> that guy is like a steal and block machine. I don't know. He gets so many blocks, like, <laughs> and he ha- and he can shoot threes. It's like.
1: You think he's gonna really? be a superstar?
0: Yeah, his biggest problem right now is that he's like leads the NBA in fouls. That's so crazy. Like, That's He pretty... like gets okay. in foul trouble like every game. Yeah. Um, still putting up numbers. So those three, and then I would round it off with Trey Young and uh Colin Sexton.
1: Yeah. So um... would, so would there
0: be anyone um any rookie that you would uh, put in there instead of any of these guys?
1: I don't. I think that's a pretty solid. Yeah, I don't know. I I it get, it does get a little muddy, I feel like, those last two picks, but I don't I don't know who you could possibly replace.
0: Like Trey Young, you know, we we talked about this, like he his shooting percentages are pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, he's recently gotten a lot better though. Uh,
0: uh he has, you know, Lonzo's well, well, again. He's he's a little Lonzo's a yeah, little Again, I bringing up Lonzo with shooting percentages, but The
1: Lonzo line
0: Yeah, he's below the Lonzo line, basically, Uh, in threes Um, and in twos and overall. Um, But, you know, but let me ask you, are you are you you worried? (laughs) So like the form, he has good form. So so we think so it looks pretty clear that he's going to improve, you know,
1: like here's here's how uh, how much I'm low on Lonzo. If given the chance, if if Alana said, hey, We'll give you Trey Young for Alonzo. I would do it so fast. I would not think
0: twice. Damn. Yeah,
1: I would. Yeah, without a doubt, I would do that.
0: I wouldn't like auto-click auto click accept on that. Auto click. I would auto click. I would think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. But
1: you would what?
0: If I had to, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had to, I would. Um, I think you know you can also put uh, Kevin Knox in there. It's a possibility that he can end up being all rookie first team. Yeah. he's been coming along Especially recently.
1: Especially if he continues his tear.
0: Yeah, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's pretty decent player yeah. too. Um, so so the last two are are debatable, I would say, um, and it remains to be seen with the, what, how they're going to play the the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay, moving on. So let's let's talk defensive player of the year.
1: Okay. Um, so my pick is uh, is actually uh Clint Capella.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: I feel like he does not get as much credit um as uh he he just doesn't get all the credit because everybody's just you know, everybody's on gushing over Yeah, everybody's James tripping Harden. over themselves for over James Harden. Um so, you know, I think that he, you, know, you got to give him his dues. His numbers are phenomenal. So he's he's tearing it up. So I think you got to give it to Clint Capella. He's
0: my choice. Let's take a look at the numbers real quick 17.6 points a game, 12.9 rebounds a game, 1.9 blocks, and 0.6 steals. So he's having a great year. Um, they, the Rockets signed him to that huge extension over the offseason. Yeah, he's and he's and he's has been up worth to it. Oh, he's been yeah. worth it.
1: If he just does this, the duration of his contract, they're going to be ecstatic.
0: Okay. My pick for, um, so my pick for defensive player of the year was Anthony Davis.
1: I mean, future Laker right there. Future
0: Laker Anthony Davis, uh, 13 rebounds a game and. blocks a game and 1.8 steals a game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's
0: just disgusting numbers.
1: His numbers are pretty.
0: So he is, um, we talk about like the top rebounders in the game. So Andre, Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond is number one. Um, Davis and Capella are four and five respectively. And when we look at blocks, Anthony Davis is number two in the league in blocks, and Clint Capella is number eight in the league in blocks. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I think Capella has a case. I actually didn't even put him in my uh, all-defense first team. but Oh, wow. Um, he has a case, for sure. Yeah, I
1: think also his defense is, it may not show up necessarily in the blocks and the steals and all that, but he just he just plays really good D. He Ds up, you know? Um yeah, I'm not really mad at that. that. Yeah. I mean, really I, good on the helps, like help side. Um especially when you are on a team with James Harden who's not a great defensive player. Uh-huh. It's like you got to pick up the slack on that, you know. Yeah. And and they've been playing without Chris Paul. So Right. Um yeah.
0: Do you have uh, do you have an all-defensive first team?
1: Um listed. No, I I mean, I could probably, I feel like it's pretty clear.
0: This is how we, uh, this is proof that we don't really spend much time preparing (laughs) these. (laughs) So I'll I'll give you mine. I mean, I have an Um,
1: all-NBA first team. I don't have all defense. Yeah, we'll
0: get to that. Okay. Um, So my all-NBA first team defense, uh, Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, which would be on mine too. I
0: have another big man, not Rudy Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I have Rudy Gobert in there. He's legit. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Paul George, mm-hmm. and my fifth player, and I was—I gotta say—I was a little tempted to put Lonzo in there. I was, um, but I did. But I decided to go with Drew Holiday. Yeah. So that, I mean, he's so those considered the
1: best defensive, uh, you know, guard and point guard in the league. Yeah. Um, so I had the same. I had Anthony Davis, but instead of Gobert, I had. Capella, Uh and then I had um, Paul George. Paul George actually has a case for Defensive Player of the Year, too, I think. His numbers are pretty... Yeah,
0: he's getting a lot... He's racking up a lot of steals this Um, year.
1: And then... uh, He leads
0: the NBA in steals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I I, I do actually have Lonzo. I would say I would put Lonzo. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I think he has a... The only only reason I didn't um, name him was... Just a, a general lack of consistency <laughs> in his game. I mean, it's very apparent on the offensive side. I mean, yeah. but uh, I think defense, for the most part, he's always solid. But it's just like he and this, may, this is kind of his fault, but not really his fault. It's just, he just doesn't like play enough. I don't know. He gets yeah, taken out of games true. at times, and yeah, it's like, it's,
1: it would be a hard sell, especially outside of LA, when you know the fact that Luke would take him out in like crunch time minutes. Yeah, but that's mostly due to the fact that he can't. It's, it's shoot. it's all offense. Really. Yeah, he can't yeah. shoot. He can't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Make free throws. But definitely, I mean, we've been saying this for a while now that it's only a matter of time before um people. The NBA world starts coming around to the notion that he's an elite defender, mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. he's he's well on his way on that on that front. Which is why I would like hesitate to make like a Trey Young for Lonzo trade, just because the guy's defense is so good. Yeah, it's like that's that's pretty hard to come by, and you know his athleticism is like elite yeah. at that at it, that position. It, it,
1: it is. It is. It's just you know when you're shooting 40 40 percent from the free throw yeah there's nothing that you can do on the def- I don't care if you are the Dikembe the Matumbo of point guards it's just hard to justify
0: yeah no that's true that's true okay so there's two there's two things left to talk about um do you want to do uh, all nba first before we do mvp or
1: okay well do you have a do you have a coach of the year or gm of the year
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. Why why don't you share yours? I have a
1: GM of the year, which is for sure Sean Marks, the guy who's Uh running the Nets. I don't know what that guy, he's been eating, but he's just, that dude has put together something fantastic over there in a very, very limited amount of time. Um, The fact that the Nets are like a competing playoff team and, you know uh have all these young assets like especially dude because they're still trying to recover from the whole (laughs) you know that infamous trade who
0: was who was the gm of the nets when they uh basically got the twilight years of the boston celtics billy king okay
1: yeah um you know just got lost all those assets you know got just hampered with all his salaries um but yeah, you know, look at those players on that team.
0: Well, how do they determine um GM of the year because like most of those players on the Nets that that you're that you're alluding to, they, they weren't they weren't drafted this past year. They were like yeah, from previous years. So I'm I'm wondering how they
1: I think they base they it on it the moves, you know? Because you know, some of the players that are on there, like you have to give them credit for kept, for keeping them because you know, you didn't you didn't know how good they were. Um yeah. And also making moves that, you know, where they brought a number two over, a former number two overall pick, uh, things like that. So, um, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, he gets paid peanuts. Jarrett Allen, late late round pick, gets paid peanuts. Karis LeVert, everyone's saying that that guy's a, like a potential franchise cornerstone. That guy's getting paid nothing. It's crazy how, what what that guy's done. So... I think it's pretty obvious he's he's GM of the year.
0: Okay. I would I would give GM of the year to Donnie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he pulled off that that was a ballsy trade that that they made, right? Yeah. It was right. it was Trey Young and a pick for Luka, right? Yeah, I mean
1: they got yeah, you, you finagled you finagled a a juicy pick out of that. Yeah.
0: So, wait, who got the pick? It was Atlanta got the pick, right?
1: Oh, I thought for some reason that I thought that's, that's what happened. Didn't uh, Dallas get the pick or I could be wrong.
0: No, uh, Atlanta got the pick.
1: okay. Well, it's still worth it.
0: Yeah, it was still worth it. And it was a pretty ballsy move at, you know, at the time.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll just give it to him. I guess, (laughs) um, who's your coach of the year
1: coach of the year. Um, That's a tough one actually I might have to give it to Popovich
0: Okay yeah that's fair
1: Yeah I think the Spurs have Really surprised this year Um,
0: Well you're not giving Luke Walton any love here
1: Oh man you know I just (laughs) He did not start off well But I thought that was due to the uh, Due to the injuries And then I was not a fan of his rotations and his just weird subbing. And then he, for a good two, three weeks, I was like, I'm, he's really got a feel of the roster now. I thought he was doing great. Yeah. And then now it's just back to like, I don't even know. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I mean, it's not as bad as in the beginning of the season, but yeah.
0: What? wait, what makes you think What? what's making you doubt him once again?
1: I don't know. I just feel like
0: he. I mean, you talked about like the lack of development. Yeah, lack of development. Like the number one thing.
1: Yeah, I think the lack of development and also yeah. I well, I would probably say that's the number one thing for me is just the fact that a lot of these players are stagnated, stagnated. So, but you know, even even these games, it's like, I feel like he has this issue where he seems to like try these funky lineups. And he tries them for t- far too long. You know? Um, it's like he's really searching, like, okay, what combination can I go with? And it's like, I don't know.
0: I'm kind of okay with that, though. Because mm-hmm. at, at least that makes me believe, like, he's trying to find right. whatever is most optimal. Right. You know, he's not a lazy coach. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. For I me. I mean he,
1: everything he said, everything he does, it, it seems to come from like some kind of reasoning, you know? It's not like he's not like a Byron Scott, which is that's not even good. Yeah, there. It's a very yeah. dark period of Lame Lakers, duck you know? coach. Yeah. So
0: uh so your coach of the year is um pop. I think I don't really care about this award to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but I, I think I think they'll give it to you. Bootenholzer. Yeah. Um, that's
1: very that's very fair
0: Cause uh You know Milwaukee looks like a contender in the east Now So they just For sure. off, Came off the heels of uh, being the Rockets in Houston They're really good When they're at 29 and 11 right now So um They're looking really good Um Okay So let's talk about All-NBA
1: <laughs> Okay
0: Um I mean this this award probably the most prestigious honor I would say. Yeah, it's a
1: big deal. It and it comes into play with contracts.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So Yep. Yeah. I mean it it gets you to qualify for Supermax yeah, loans and stuff like that. It's a big deal. Yeah.
1: It's a really big deal and there's only 5 slots. So
0: so who would be um who would be your all NBA team?
1: Yeah, even even we even got dogs that agree with this <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just how prestigious just they're, they're look up. if you're
0: complaining about the background no- noise just know that we're in LA okay <laughs> and this sort of shit happens all the time you know I can't we can't help but having <laughs> helicopters fly over over us or police sirens or barking dogs that shit just you know happens what? okay it's
1: it's to contribute to the experience the true la experience
0: yeah this is the true ambiance of the city for those of you who are wondering what it's like to live in la even if this we is were how it is
1: even if we were in a completely silent studio we would play like recorded sounds of dogs and helicopters yeah we would just have so sound could effects of, of of the city for you um so okay so back to the all nba first team um so anthony davis is on there for sure. Uh huh. Uh James Harden's on there for sure. Okay. Um and then I think well, and then Paul Paul George gets on there for sure too. Um those three I think are no brainers. Okay. Um and then I I'm gonna put LeBron on there. Okay. Cause you know he's 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 our boy. He's our hometown boy now. Um and then and then I'm gonna put Steph Curry on there.
0: Okay. So I have three of the same players that you Oh, named. Okay. Um, so LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Steph definitely are on my list as okay. well.
1: Wow. No Paul George, huh?
0: So here's the thing with with All NBA. The way I the way I picked these five players, it was it wasn't who's having the best year. Okay. It's who are the best players. Okay. That's kind of how I um defined this team. Okay. So if I were to I even ranked them actually. So the top 5 players in the game right now in my opinion are LeBron is number 1. Number 2 is Kevin Durant. So I have him on on my all-NBA team. Okay. I would say number three is Anthony Davis. Number four is Steph Curry. And then the fifth player I picked on my team was Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Yeah.
1: Over Giannis, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean that was a that was a tough one, but uh and this is a little bit unfair to Giannis, but he, you know, hasn't hasn't um proven it in the playoffs yet. Kawhi's a it's a proven commodity. Kawhi's a Finals MVP. I mean, Anthony Davis hasn't really proved it in playoffs yet either. But I mean, it's he's, it's, he's a supernova it's just, of a talent. Yeah, very obvious. Yeah. Um, so if you had to rank like your top five players in the game right now, like what would your top five be?
1: Um. Yeah, I, it would actually be different from my All NBA first team. Okay. I, yeah, but top five NBA players: LeBron, um, Steph Curry. And then um I think it would have to be Kevin Durant. And actually, I would say Anthony Davis and then Kevin Durant. And then the fifth one would be James Harden.
0: Okay. James Harden was not on my list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know
1: cuz you are a James Harden hater. He is
0: Yeah, he's the most annoying player in the NBA he for me right, right now. is the most annoying player, yeah, yeah. for sure. But he's
1: not on your all NBA first team.
0: No. No. (laughs) I just have and and going back to the whole choking thing, I just have images of him like just crumbling (laughs) when it matters the most.
1: You put a you put huge stock in how a player does. Because like you
0: said, and I agree with you, the NBA in basketball, you can totally tell when someone when the moment is too big for a player. Yeah and up and so far in his career like it's it's been seen that it's definitely the a monkey moment, on his back the moment is has been too big for him yeah. at times because like the one time the thunder made it to the nba finals like he had a horrible series yeah he did he was part of that oh for 20 something fiasco yeah with the rockets last year in game seven
1: so james um, harden is the Clayton Kershaw of basketball.
0: Yeah. Then. Well, all of a sudden, like when it when it really counts, like his little his little jab steps and like yeah. face don't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? A lot like Clayton Kershaw, it might be because like by that time he's like all used up. I it's think that I think that's very possible. His usage is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um because he you know I mean, he's dodgers, like exerting so much energy oh my right God, now
1: the dodgers rode kershaw through the ground like they rode his ass to get to the to the, get to the playoffs and then even in the playoffs they would continue to ride him out so yeah it's a very apt uh analogy yeah
0: yeah so he's he's not in my Damn. although even though he's like uh I think he's averaging like thirty-four points a game. Like he's leading yeah, the league dude. in scoring. You, I
1: mean, are you going to even put him in your honorable mentions? <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> second Shit, second damn, team,
1: second team. Damn, dude.
0: Yeah, a bit controversial, but that you know, is this is my list. All okay, right. okay. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, he's in your. He's yeah. You, you put him in your top yeah, five, right? I did. So you so, if he had to choose, you would take James Harden over Kawhi Leonard.
1: Um if I'm constructing a team? Yeah. No, I I wouldn't. <laughs> right. No, I wouldn't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kawhi Leonard is he's he's proven that he's he still got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I He's mean, probably I'm,
0: having the best year. Yeah. Statistically. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: we were debating about this even with some of our buddies who are also Laker fans and you know, one of them was like Oh, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's back. I don't know if he's like gonna be the same Kawhi and it's like he's he is well, the definitely de- Well
0: that debate all started uh in this in over the summer when the rumors were swirling around that the Lakers might get Paul you know, we all thought that Paul George was gonna come to the yeah. Lakers and then there were rumors swirling around about um potentially trading for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So there was talk about, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George it was you know, natural that we compared the two players. Yeah. And like, you know, we had a friend that uh, <laughs> was adamant that that Paul George was a better player, Which, although he's having an awesome yeah, year. Yeah, he's definitely, he's,
1: you know, I, yeah.
0: But you would still I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that Kawhi Leonard With, is still a better player. Without a
1: doubt. And yeah. I mean, especially for uh, someone like me who you know me, I am a like the measurables, the measurables yeah. for me i i go ape over measurables and he his measurables are fucking insane his hand is the same <laughs> size as Shaq's yeah it's crazy his, yeah. and his wingspan is ridiculous too so like
0: that photo do you remember that photo yeah. of him holding the ball like when they're yeah. practicing at UCLA it's disgusting yeah. and i
1: mean that in the in the best way you know like yeah. that's why he's such a good defender that's why like you know for some of you guys that are listening Go on YouTube, and there you can like I don't know what you can type in, but you'll be able to find it easily. But there's a there's a clip out there where, um, like you know the uh, Spurs were playing the Heat in the finals, uh-huh. and there's a there's a clip that you can look up where LeBron's like he's <laughs> yeah, at the line, right? Me. He's <laughs> at the line, and then the the, the 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 horn sounds because like a player's coming in to get something. He looks over and it's Kawhi, and he's like, oh fuck like his, re- yeah. his reaction is like damn this guy's back in the game to defend me you know what i mean and it's hilarious but it just shows you i mean lebron is the best player you know in the world and especially during his miami days and for him to re- react like that it just shows you how amazing Kawhi is and he's he's shown that he's he's that same guy so
0: there's a nice clip on youtube of uh quiet defending like ben the, mclemore elite nba players okay yeah because it
1: yeah but I was going to say there's also another clip online where he it shows I mean Ben McLemore is a nobody in the NBA but it shows him he basically strips Ben McLemore and then he goes and drives down to the other side and then Ben McLemore like I think he fouls him on an and one and on the same the the very next possession he steals it again from Ben McLemore I don't know if he gets Um, fouled again yeah
0: I remember seeing that yeah Yeah. it's
1: like it's so demoralizing but that's because he's just such a beast yeah um, yeah.
0: so so do you have a feel at all on like what he's gonna do i don't know
1: i mean he's you know we might as well call this the lonzo podcast but you know (laughs) like just like how we have confusion over lonzo and you know how we made the comparison of him being like i can't figure lonzo out yeah i mean he's Kawhi has that another troubled child yeah and he has that lonzo like you know chromosome in him where he's just like i don't you can't you don't really know what he's thinking you don't really know what he's well, about. well you know it's a mean? little
0: bit different though because we we made the uh we made the analogy that that lonzo's like the boy in the backyard like yeah um, burning, chopping burning, off heads of yeah, birds. burning burning ants with a magnifying uh, glass i would say Kawhi is like the um the virtuoso piano player that doesn't talk to anybody
1: yeah It's yeah. kind of like He's oh, very that awkward. awkward Yeah yeah, But you know It's along the same vein of like I don't really know what this guy Is capable of like What he's gonna do You know what I mean?
0: Yeah I mean he He doesn't strike me as A guy that like Wants to be the man And can't share the spotlight with others But then like re- The reports are contrary, contrary to that Yeah Like he doesn't want to play with LeBron I I would have never I, have guessed that he would have that issue.
1: And I find that so odd. Like yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me like doesn't that make he sense would he would like He seems like such a low-key guy. Like I get it if he wants to be featured, but I just don't see him being this guy who's like I not only want to be featured, but I want to be the man. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's weird, but who knows? I mean, his whole his whole thing with San Antonio was bizarre too. Yeah. So,
0: well, so I don't know. What. I mean, they're they're floating around the rumor of a Kawhi KD Clippers team, which would be devastating. Which, which would be my nightmare. <laughs> it would. You be, know,
1: that would be just absolute nightmare. Even if we got Anthony Davis,
0: I would be. I'd be worried. Oh, I wouldn't be worried if we got Anthony Davis. Really, LeBron and Anthony Davis. No, I, yeah, but
1: across town you have KD and Kawhi. I don't know. Do
0: you know how good Anthony Davis is, though? <laughs> no, he
1: is amazing. I know that, but listen. For me, we the end game. All right, I'm talking about just Avengers End Game right now. All right, okay. the end game right now is we gotta get Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. We gotta have we gotta have a big three, in my opinion.
0: You're hell bent on that. Uh, on yeah, that trio. we
1: gotta get that. We have to get that big three. It's gotta happen.
0: Well, and if I want to, I want to temper yeah. your expectations a little bit, though. Nah, man. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like, what about, what about a LeBron, Anthony Davis, and I don't know, we we said this guy's name before, Chris Middleton. That would be awesome too.
1: Uh, yeah. Even
0: LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. If he's somehow, we could still keep him at how he's playing.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I'll be ecstatic, and I'll be like, I'm willing to go to war. But
0: for like me, the recent years in the NBA has just gotten people yeah, disillusioned. I think yeah. to to a little, it's true, a, a certain but, degree.
1: I mean, like we got to do that. You know, I mean, it's just because of all the other factors coming into play too. Because we get to take Kevin Durant from the Warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that aspect of it is juicy, and also he doesn't go to the clippers so um, yeah i don't know i think
0: what well, what um what percentage chance would you give for uh, kevin durant to come to the lakers after this year
1: oh um, percentage likelihood 75
0: 80 okay let's just say let's 75 okay okay and what is your percentage chance that within either this offseason or next offseason Anthony Davis comes to the Lakers? Yeah,
1: see, that's I would say, I'm I'm calling that 60 60, 50 that, that's 60. so
0: still pretty likely then. Yeah, I think
1: I'm I'm I am fully a believer of the conspiracy theory that this shit is hammered out years in advance. I I've to that idea, you know. Uh-huh. And I and I I subscribe to this whole idea that Kevin Durant's been like concocting this shit like from the get-go. Like he's been he's been thinking about, it, and this thing has been brewing. Like I can't imagine LeBron. I know he's got this whole LA side thing, like like movie thing and all the entertainment stuff. Yeah, I know he's he. he came yeah, he's for trying that, to right? build an empire. Yeah, yeah, I know he came to that, but th- it's just ludicrous to me to think that he came here to without having had other conversations with other guys. Like for example, with like.
0: Kevin Durant, and he's like, yo, man. He's not like um, Kevin Costner in feel of Dreams, like, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> no, no, dude.
1: This guy is so calculated, you know what I mean? He's so careful about every move. So there's no way that he came to L.A. just to be on a whim and also to be like, yeah, I kind of want to build this empire in the entertainment. No, dude, he's a guy who's always like, I want to have my cake and eat it too. I, wanna, I want everything. He's, I want everything. He's not a guy who's like, yeah.
0: So okay, you said you said seventy five percent chance for Kevin Durant, and
1: I might be understating that. It okay, might well, actually let, yeah, be eighty five, ninety. Let's just, 90, let's, just off. Sit, <laughs> let's just stick to seventy
0: five percent because I want to do some Asian math here. Seventy five percent. All right. And then you have fifty percent for Anthony Davis. So that would
1: be point seven five times point five, right? Yes,
0: yeah, so that's like what thirty eight percent right there.
1: You did that. All yeah, it's, that's it's pretty damn good. You dude. know,
0: three over four <laughs> times one over two. <laughs> Equals three over eight.
1: Shit. Um.
0: That's yeah. so, so. You're basically you're confident that you're gonna hit your flush.
1: If we're talking it about like. in poker terms, yeah. Hell yeah. Because you're, you're in hitting poker. Your flush. You know, you get rivered all the time, where like the most outlandish odds happen. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Right now, you know, we see the flop. <laughs> we see two of our same suits, and you're confident that. Yeah. You're going to hit the. You're going all in yeah. on your flush draw.
1: I almost feel like I need to up these percentages because
0: I think. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to try to show you right now. Yeah. Is that,
1: yeah. I think we need to up these percentages. I almost feel like Anthony Davis may be like. The only reason why I'm not as high is obviously because you just. You can't discount how fucking. Like, how bent these GMs are to not get these guys in L.A. You know what I mean? Like, they hate L.A. So. Yeah. Um, but if you know if that wasn't the case, I'd be like, oh, it's eighty five percent all across the board, eighty five percent at least, you know. But yeah, I f- I feel like it's it's gonna happen and it's gotta happen.
0: Don't you think there's a good chance that Anthony Davis could end up on the Celtics?
1: Yeah, I mean the Celtics they, have better assets. Yeah. I think. Well, I I don't know if they have better assets. They have more like they have more picks. Yeah, they have yeah. more enticing picks. But I'll, I mean, I'll say this, okay. Um I'll I'll back off from the whole we gotta have Kevin Durant and uh Anthony Davis. Like I think uh you know for me it's just needing needing and wanting that big three. And I would love Anthony Davis is at the top of the list, right? Because yeah, he's he is a future of the NBA. Um, but if we were to get let's say LeBron, Kawhi, and KD. I'm I'm golden there too. Obviously, I would love, uh, I would love Anthony Davis, but I feel supremely confident with that squad too, for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just arms for days. That's wingspan for days,
0: right there. I mean, as much as yeah, as much as as much as that team would be awesome, it's like I think one thing that we've seen this season is like. You need you need a somewhat of like a, a decent big man to like fill in that gap of like rebounding and, you know, defense. And I just think Anthony having Anthony Davis is like almost worth two star players. Wow. Because he fills that void. And, he, and on the other hand, he's like an elite scorer, too.
1: Wait, so you would not be OK with just KD, Kawhi and LeBron?
0: No, of course I yeah. would. I would definitely. But you're
1: saying that it it just still make the the difference between Anthony Davis and the next guy in the rung of players, best players, is huge.
0: It's pretty significant. Yeah, I maybe think not huge, I think but pretty I significant. I think he's that good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I don't want to say like LeBron, Katie, and Kawhi is is redundant, but um, it's like. I'm kind of not so sure if um, LeBron and Kawhi would fit perfectly. Hmm. Like, I can see Kevin... For some reason, I see I can see Kevin Durant and LeBron oh, for m- sure. matching well, up better.
1: I mean, that's without a doubt because Kevin Durant is such a good shooter. Yeah. He's such an amazing shooter. But the thing about Kawhi is, yeah, maybe not offensively. He may not fit perfectly. But defensively, that team would be insane
0: yeah i mean it it's like to a uh to a much lesser degree it's kind of like what we're seeing with brandon ingram and kyle kuzma I texted you yesterday like i'm kind of wondering if they can play if they play well together yeah and because like i know brandon ingram has a tendency to like be so ball dominant and then obviously you have kuzma who's like has never seeing a shot that he didn't like. yeah. And it's like, uh, I feel like oftentimes when one of those two players is having a really good game, the other player is having a bad game.
1: Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, that's, I do, I do see that too. I think that's why Kyle Kuzma kind of seems like the guy who just looks like he might stay out of the three. Yeah. You know, but or again, he might go because he's
0: the better. Yeah. But asset. then again,
1: yeah, he's, although I, I feel like it's debatable. Like if I'm a GM scout or if I'm a GM, like I'm not necessarily looking at Ingram and thinking his stock has fallen because I still look at his tool set and it's such a unique tool set. Yeah.
0: It's more about Kuzma's stock rising. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And also Kuzma's fit in that system, you know? So when I look at the two, I could still be like, I really want Ingram and I want him over Kuzma because he's still younger. He's still, Got these, like, again, the measurables. And he has some of these games where you, you, you can't be really, you can't help but be really intrigued. Yeah. By what so, he
0: yeah. Um, like you said, so yesterday, Kuzma had his first 40-point game. Yeah. But he had, like, two rebounds, no assists. Right? Yeah. The game before. Nothing actually, no
1: steals, no blocks.
0: Yeah. The game before, Brandon Ingram had, like, I don't know, his, his stat line was, like, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So he does like more things, you know. Right, for sure. Um. So yeah, there is a case where like you can say, and I think it's not controversial to say that Ingram's ceiling is higher for sure than Kuzma's. Yeah. You know, but back to what I was saying, it's like those two guys. It seems like they might not be the most perfect pairing, and I kind of feel like that would yeah we there would be a potential for that to be encountered with a LeBron-Kawhi pairing, whereas, like, LeBron and KD seems pretty seamless. LeBron and Anthony Davis is obviously seamless. Um,
1: Yeah, and I think it's just that in that case, that even though the parts may not perfectly fit, the parts are so, like, amazing. Yeah. It just doesn't matter because, for example, on the defensive end, it's like no one's going to score on that squad. Yeah, especially if you have. Actually, you would have at least some of those guys still, like Lonzo or something, in that scenario. Yeah,
0: imagine if you had those three, and then if you still had Lonzo, that oh would be like, God. yeah, the sickest <laughs> perimeter defensive team like yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So, Lonzo to me, I I feel like he's like turning into um, the next Scottie Pippen on defense. Wow, on defense
1: that is.
0: I'm, sp- I'm no the guy speech. The right guy now. has his instincts. <laughs> you can just see it though; like yeah. he just knows what to do on defense. Wow. I I mean, like his help defense is really good. Yeah, I mean
1: Scottie Pippen is a personal, personal like favorite. He was like so good. I feel like he's uh, he's they've got the similar. They got a similar. He's build. Pretty underrated.
0: Similar uh, build but Scotty Pippen was length, a, I mean, yeah, yeah, he was a
1: totally different player. I mean, Scotty was like 6-9 and had like
0: He was a 6-9? He was yeah, 6-7, I think.
1: Oh, well, his Yeah, I mean, his wingspan, his wingspan was ridiculous. He yeah, yeah, was, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. was yeah. like pterodactyl arms, but um yeah. And Pippen could could have legitimate was legitimately able to guard like all five positions.
0: Right. I think know? he was um like beefier than Lonzo. Yeah. Cuz I don't think Lonzo can guard centers right now, but um, they had him. Uh, did you? See, you saw the game yesterday, right? They had him guarding Blake Griffin a lot, and he did. He did pretty decently against them. Um, um, so yeah. All right. Did you? We didn't. We haven't talked MVP yet. Um, who's your MVP?
1: <laughs> you, you're not gonna like this, man. I mean, Harden. Yeah, I
0: think it's James yeah. Harden. Okay, so like, like, uh, like the All NBA team. And I think it's even more so the case for MVP is we need to establish what the definition of MVP is. Because I think these days and what it's turned into, it's like the player that the media is feeling the most this year is who wins the MVP.
1: Yeah. Because it's not, it's... it's not,
0: for me, I think it should be who, who's the best player in the game. Well... I don't know. Um, like, are you cool with the fact that Steve Nash has more MVPs than Kobe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I think...
0: that's. A, I think that's, like, my prime example of, like, what yeah. this award has turned into.
1: Well, I, I think the NBA MVP has kind of sometimes turned into, like, a lifetime achievement award type of thing. Like, you see guys who... People kind of, like... Because typically... The best player usually wins it. Like LeBron has won it a number of years, and then uh, Steph Curry has number, won it for a number of years. That you end up having the situation where people are like,
0: they get fatigue, they get like MVP award voter fatigue, fatigue. you know, and yeah.
1: and you know it becomes like a lifetime achievement award. Like Kobe ended up winning one, and I think that for me that was like, I mean, he was deserving that year, but that felt like it was like okay, he,
0: we owe him. It's one. his turn. Like, yeah, yeah, they give they give stars like their turn. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, they did that. They did that with Carl Malone, couple, you know, back in the day too. Um, so, I think that I don't know. I mean, so I think with that that argument, I feel like um, you have to still take into account like this season. For me, the MVP is who was the guy for this year, you know, and it makes for. It also makes it for like a more enter- entertaining season. you know. It makes each season a unique storyline. You know what I mean? So for me this year, the storyline... like I I would have put LeBron up there, but he's missed time now. So I don't know if the story is going to change when he mm-hmm. comes back. He can't miss any more time, and he's got to continue to dominate. But right now, LeBron has missed time. Steph Curry has missed time. Um, just by default, I don't know if I like I I don't even know if I really want to choose anyone on the Warriors other than Steph cuz Steph is such a, a ridiculous player and he's the engine that makes that offense run. So then who else do you have, you know? And I think James Harden, he's proven that this year he has been the man especially with um you know, Chris Paul and Eric Gordon missing like huge amounts of time. So it's I feel like it's almost it's so clear cut that it's got to be James Harden.
0: You can give it to Giannis. I think. I think with your rationale, like he has a, he yeah, has a strong yeah. I was case. gonna
1: say he's he's a strong number two, and there's a good case for him to win it. Um, Kawhi also. Yeah, Kawhi too. It's just you know they've had healthy teams, and they're they're in the weaker East. I think that you know the East has done better, but it's the West is still such a uh, you know murderer's row. It's just so hard to to navigate through that conference. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I think, you know, there are definite candidates. Like Paul George. Like, I would put Paul George actually number two um, behind Harden. Um, But, yeah, I feel like it's hard to say. I'm thinking more
0: about, like, when someone's going to, like, look back in history at a certain era and they still see the list of MVP winners. And it's like... I would want them to look at this list... And determine like... Oh, this guy was like... The best player of his... Of his era. Of his well, generation.
1: See, and that's... And and I see your point. But for me, what I'm saying is... If if a guy is the best player of that generation... He's gonna have seasons where he is... He has been sort of the story of that year. You know what I mean? As in like he he was just dominant. You know what I mean? So it's like... This year... I don't know if I can give to a guy like LeBron or stuff because he hasn't played enough they, or they've been injured. You know what I mean? So if, if, each, if next season the same thing happens again with James Harden and he wins it again, then you would look back in the history books and be like, oh, shit, this guy has won it back-to-back. Actually, that would be three straight <laughs> Yeah. MVPs, which would yeah. be ridiculous. But you would be like, okay, why did that happen? Why, why did that happen? And you would understand it's because a lot of factors came into play. You know what I mean? I feel like it would it would tell a story rather than like, well, LeBron or Steph Curry on paper was the best player but they didn't necessarily, they didn't for one, let's say they were injury prone, they didn't spend enough time on the court. You know what I mean? Then there's these factors that I feel like you have to kind of um, account for.
0: So do you think that um, the voters usually get it right with this award? No, I, I don't. See, that's I what so. I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like um, the reason why they don't is because it's almost. I feel like it should be who who's the best player.
1: Well, okay, so let me ask you: if is if it's who's the best player? Yeah. Do you take into any other factors though? Like, let's say. Uh, oh, wait, All right. So, who's the best player for you?
0: So that that's why I would say yeah. LeBron is MVP.
1: Okay. So yeah. if LeBron, let's say LeBron misses twenty games this year you would still give it to him
0: if those if those other like 60 games mm. he was you know obviously like himself and um he propelled the lakers to like let's say a top 4 seed in the west
1: well okay so let's say he misses 40 games he misses half the season
0: yeah i mean then i wouldn't um so there is about yeah there i mean you do, i do you do have to factor in like the yep. current year too, but I just don't think it, that should be all of it. Right. You know, no, I'm,
1: I'm, I, I, I see your point there. Um, I don't know. I guess that's probably why the NBA loves this award so much. Cause it, it'll bring about that kind of debate. And it's like that with MLB with, uh, NL and AL MVPs selections.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cause like, you know, Shaq only won one MVP award. Which, sound, which seems pretty ridiculous when you look back at it.
1: I, I almost feel like I need to verify that because that sounds crazy. No,
0: he only won one. That sounds crazy. Kobe only won one. Yeah. Uh, You know, if LeBron wins another MVP, then he, I mean, he's already like in rarefied air yeah. when it comes to MVP awards. I think winning but,
1: just multiple MVPs puts you in rarefied air.
0: Yeah, there's only like um, a dozen people. In history, that have won yeah. more than one, um, but he currently has four, which uh, that makes is him tied for um, <laughs> like the fourth most. That's a lot. All four, time. four is a lot. Yeah, he's he's tied with Wilt for a number of MVP awards in, with four. So if he gets his, is he if he ever gets his fifth MVP award, then he'll join Bill Russell and Michael Jordan. For, like, most... I mean, well, Kareem has the most with six. Um, yeah. And then Jordan and Russell have five. And then LeBron has four.
1: That's crazy.
0: Because, uh, yeah, Steph, Steph has two. I mean, there was, a, there was a time this year that we he was, like, the front runner for MVP this year, too. I,
1: I thought so, too. But he's missed time. And that's the thing. Like, you know, we still have half a season left. So a lot can change. It's just, you know... It's almost like James Harden. He ticks all the boxes. Like, you know, people say, okay, stat-wise, on paper, his numbers are pretty amazing. He hasn't missed time. There's also the the angle that crucial players have missed, um, you know, missed games because of injuries, um, and so he's literally carried the carried a squad. So. He has all the factors that come into play where he's he's I mean, I would love for him to not to win. I would love for our boy LeBron to win. Um I think it's just at this point, it's hard to deny uh Harden the award, in okay. my opinion.
0: Okay, yeah. so let let's just say that he wins the MVP this year, right? I okay. would give him two. Yeah. Back to back. Um do you consider James Harden to be one of the five best players in this decade
1: in this decade um because if he wins if that... he
0: wins uh if he wins multiple MVP if he wins this year then he will have two this decade and uh only lebron and steph have more than one MVP this decade that's crazy so that would I mean, you, you're him. almost saying that he's one of the five best players of this decade. And yeah. is he?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that.
0: See, it's, that's what I'm saying. That's, but that's why I'm saying This award, the, how they decide this award. It's but it's like,
1: possible. It could be that we're in the midst of that, though. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he is. Who knows? His numbers are crazy. It's pretty crazy. And it's
0: and see it, we're we're falling into the D'Antoni trap right now. We, <laughs> we experienced this with Steve Nash. We experienced okay. with Jeremy Lin. Yeah, but Steve Nash was able to yeah um, squeeze out two MVP awards by this, you know. Well,
1: Kobe had a chance too.
0: Yeah. So, so who do you think? Like, name the top five best players of this of this decade. So you obviously have LeBron. Yeah. Right. LeBron.
1: You got LeBron. You got Steph. Steph. Um, Kevin Durant, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it gets a little difficult after that. I feel like like Anthony Dwayne Wade, maybe? Yeah. Well, how many years... I would
0: put Dwayne Wade ahead of Harden.
1: Okay. I mean, it's the tail end of this decade, right? So, yeah. You could could definitely... I don't know, actually. I don't know if you could do that. Because Dwayne Wade's been struggling the last couple years um
0: let me pull up his uh let me pull up his numbers right here
1: yeah so, we could be in the midst of seeing james harden be the one of the five best players of the decade it's not it's not necessarily a stretch you know
0: okay you said lebron steph kevin durant would you put james harden ahead of anthony davis
1: Well, how many years has Anthony Davis played in this decade? In this
0: decade? um, Let's see. Okay, he was a rookie in 2013. So he's played... This is his seventh year in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Which is a good amount. Yeah, that is a good amount. I I put him on that list, too. You can also make a case for, for Westbrook.
0: You know? Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, like, if, if Harden wins the MVP again, then you're essentially vaulting him into the top five in, of this decade, which to me sounds a little bit it, it it's hard to fathom <laughs> for me, like that he's one of the five best players over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, well,
1: you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a regular season award, though, you know, so. Yeah. If. I'm, you know, I don't think they say, well, yeah, they don't. You don't take into account the postseason because the voting already ends before it starts, right? It's the postseason starts. Well, so. they
0: they do this they do this weird thing now where they have like an award show and right. it's like after yeah, the yeah. season now, yeah. which I think but, is kind of dumb. But, but all
1: that stuff gets tallied before, like you submit it all before the postseason, right? Uh-huh, Yeah. So obviously, it's just postseason play, or I mean, uh, I'm sorry, regular season play. So I think. You're hung up on the fact that this guy is such a non-playoff performer that you're like, there's no why, there's no way this guy should be re- rewarded for what he does in the regular season because what he's doing in the regular season is pretty nuts.
0: Yeah, here's the other thing you too know I'm saying? is uh, what what do you make of his defense? Is he is is Olay defense is he a bad defender? I think he's a bad defender. See, so like, but
1: so is Steph Curry.
0: You think he's bad? Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's good. Okay. Yeah.
0: So this award is basically like an offensive award. I mean, oh, I mean the NBA. The would, game is, a, is yeah, an offensive game. Yeah, the
1: NBA game. would have it no other way. You know, I texted you the other day. Like Kobe Bryant, if he played in this era, forty points a game, easy. You put him in this era, and you put him on D'Antoni's team. He'd average less assists than James Harden, but he might push forty-five points a game or something.
0: Well, I, I will give I will give this to Harden is that he what he's showing is that he's a better version of what Steve Nash was. Kind of, right? Can you can you say that? I think so. I don't know. not, I, I not think, as efficient, but he's I, a better he I mean he, he produces more, you know? I don't know. I feel like can Kobe they're fit so that role?
1: I think they're so different, though. Steve Nash and
0: but he basically takes on that role of like just the ball is always in his hands, and he's the one that's like makes all the decisions on the court. Um,
1: yeah, they
0: surround him with shooters or whatever, and a and yeah, a big man same, that can roll to it, the basket.
1: It's the same system, but Steve Nash was just such a more inclusive type of player, you know. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean Harden is averaging yeah. like what nine assists a game or whatever. Um but yeah, I mean I don't think uh like Kobe would not
1: <laughs> Well that's what I'm saying. You'd yeah. average less assists, so I would say he'd average like forty to forty five points a game and maybe like six assists, five four five, or four, five assists and four or five rebounds.
0: Okay, which yeah. would
1: be insane. That's will type numbers in terms
0: of scoring. There was a season where Kobe averaged he thirty five. Yeah, yeah. So for sure,
1: I, there's without a doubt that Kobe would average forty to forty five points a game right now in D'Antoni's system. Yeah, I mean, I think he would.
0: I think he would definitely like take more threes. Also, he would shoot better threes. Yeah,
1: because I don't think he was like I need to work on. This is the thing. He, he's got such a madman work ethic, if he knew that there was a premium in three-point shooting... Yeah, he would have developed his three. You know he would have been a phenomenal three-point shooter. So, yeah, he would have been... Yeah. It's unfortunate, actually, because if we saw saw Kobe Bryant come into this league right now with the way the defense is being... I mean,
0: I'm sure he's like a little salty that he was like, he's not playing right now. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: mean, it's you know you were asking me this in the beginning of the podcast like you know what's your feelings about the season like what have you seen and what's like the storyline it's the offense really you know what i mean that's the theme of this year
0: the lack of defense the lack of defense
1: (laughs) the lack of like i mean the kind of refereeing that's happened like some of these calls is crazy the pace of play and it's all like almost like it's finally kind of converging to this point where we're just seeing ridiculous box scores now you know, yeah. Um, even like earlier podcasts, it was like, I mean, I don't remember seeing so many of these like 140 to 130 type of type of scores in a long time. Right. You know, it's not, a, it's not a, a a nightly occurrence. So,
0: yeah, the average number of a three point attempts per game in the league this year is 31 attempts a game, and if you compare that to let's say like 10 years ago um i'm gonna look up what was going on 10 years so 10 years ago the lakers won the championship and in that season the league average for three pointers per game was 18 That's <laughs> so crazy. it's like almost double yeah yeah
1: if you account for pace of play the refereeing uh the rules yeah, that you gotta when you account for adjustment I think Kobe would have scored like ninety-five, maybe, in that Toronto game.
0: He could have hit hundred. He could have hit hundred when he yeah. hit, when
1: he's getting to ninety-five. He's you know he, Kobe's thinking I'm gonna get that fucking five points yeah. one way or another, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of like hitting numbers, like you were pretty, you are pretty, uh, you are pretty pissed off last night that <laughs> I was that pretty Kuzma pissed didn't try to get it, couldn't yeah. get it fifty.
1: I was pretty pissed, and that's the thing. Like I understand that that was un, you know, it's just me just being salty. But it's like Luke. I mean, this is a young player. He's he's got minutes to burn, and he's got four to one and three quarters. Let him get the fifty. You know, I don't know. I thought that was yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's a big deal for these players, exactly. For sure, which exactly. is why like um, Jamal Murray tries to hit like a yeah, cheap three at the end of yeah. the game to get his fifty. Yeah, it's why you know? it's like they they care about this stuff for sure, and
1: it's why we. Uh, you know, we 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 brought Lonzo back in in that one game
0: to get his triple to double. get his triple double, yeah. And
1: so I was like, and I don't know if this is me just reading into it, but I saw Kuzma just standing like in the beginning of the fourth quarter, like just during the game, like during plays. I thought that was odd, and I just felt like this dude wants to get back in the game because he's just like, I want to get my fifty, you know. And I was like, let him play, you know. You know, in Luke's defense, I understand it's, it was like his second game back from coming back from injury, but I don't know. It was a little, I was a little sour about the fact that I felt like they should have let him in. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised that they didn't let him back. Yeah, in. Yeah, let just
1: let him go for it. You know? Um, anyways,
0: they let he let LeBron go for it when he got his fifty against Miami. You know?
1: Yeah, I just I did not understand that, I, and it was like, yeah
0: like context of the game it, it turned it turned out that it turned into a blowout um but like I told you I, I feel like he should have just like kept him in there yeah so that he can That's try legendary. at least to get his yeah, 50 and then legendary. take him out you know
1: yeah and also even in blowouts, it's never a sure thing until like maybe I don't know six minutes. You know, if you're up by 20 with six minutes, then you're okay. You're feeling like you maybe you can start taking these players out. So you bring in Kuzma at the nine minute mark, you know, because yeah. that's the proper rest period for you know any starter, typically. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't bring him in still. So, I, so this is kind of silly that we're arguing over something like this is so minuscule, and it's like it was a blowout win. We should be celebrating it. But it's a again, it's a nice feather it, in the cap yeah.
0: for a player. Like not many players in NBA history are exactly. able to like have 50 in a game you exactly
1: know? and he, another thing too is you know lebron's gonna be coming back soon so that's like <laughs> you know you're not gonna his keep, window his yeah. window of opportunity is <laughs> yeah up. he's not gonna be dropping <laughs> 50 like as easily when i mean maybe because lebron's such a great passer but it's like lebron's gonna eat first you know so uh yeah
0: yeah all right so you think? So you like Harden more than LeBron? Okay, we know we know that. We know where your head's at,
1: dude. I I would love for LeBron to to win the MVP. That would be fantastic.
0: It's I just... mean, yeah, he has missed what eight games now or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh it was recently um they they did updated status that uh he's um at least three games increasing his basketball activities. And they're gonna um, reevaluate him next week. I think. Yeah. So it could be as early as uh, late next week that he'll uh, be back on the court. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first half of the season. Uh, it certainly. Oh, okay, so a, your
1: MVP though is uh, yeah
0: LeBron. Well, for midseason, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: he could still very much win it. I mean, lot yeah, can think, happen? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It. It was definitely in up and down first half of the season lots of highs lots of lows um so we'll have to wait and see what uh the second half of the season has in store
1: but one thing we can say is, is the most enter- entertaining laker season in years
0: yeah i don't remember ever watching this many laker games like with the with the attention that i'm giving each <laughs> one now you know
1: and you know what's funny too though so you know i've watched you know we've been watching these lakers without lebron recently it's funny is that i'm already like i miss lebron man
0: no it's like painfully obvious like it's, this team turns this team looks like yeah. a mediocre team it, it's, without not yeah.
1: it's, it's not pretty it's not pretty you know
0: so. which which goes to, which goes to show like how great of a player he is yeah. like yeah so that was a podcast uh You know, be sure to listen to us again Um, and we'll talk more um, current Lakers basketball. Um, But we figured for this one, we just take a step back and and see uh, and evaluate what we've seen so far in the first half of the season. So with that said, um, thanks again for listening and uh, we will check in with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.